Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication. Tickets are on sale now, so for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Italian Wine Podcast, a Wine to Wine Business Forum 2021 media partner, is proud to present a series of sessions highlighting the key themes and ideas from the two-day event held on October the 18th and 19th. 2021. This hybrid edition of the Business Forum was jam-packed with the most informed speakers discussing some of the hottest topics in the wine industry today. For more information, please visit winetowine.net and tune in every Thursday at 2pm Central European Time for more episodes recorded during this latest edition of Wine to Wine Business Forum. Good morning to you all. I thank you for your participation to today's session organized by Bank Intesa San Paolo. My name is Roberto Zanetti. I'm the area manager of Intesa San Paolo for the agribusiness sector. This sector, this branch has been established by this bank April the 12th this year as an excellent center for agriculture, wine production. We follow the, um, the area from Padua to Bolzano, and we cover these uh, areas with branches, offices, and people specialized in the agriculture and wine production fields. Now, I introduce today's speaker, Mr. Simonato, who is uh, the national responsible person of the agribusiness branch for Intesa San Paolo, my colleagues from the marketing, Mr. Lucaccio and Mr. Pagliai. Mr. Simonato is going to give us an overview on the mission of the Center for Agribusiness with some hints to think about wine production field. Our marketing colleagues are going to talk about the financing for this sector with a special focus on financing with rotatory loans. I give the floor to Mr. Renzo Simonato. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning to you all. Thank you for being here today. I share with you quickly some slides to show you our service for the uh, food and wine production field. We have in Italy the corporate structure with 250 million turnover, and we have already some branches for food and wine production, and then we have all the other private and customers gathered in the so-called bank of territories. We wanted to consider our past experience 
with our experts of rural credits, and we wanted to establish a national center for our market share we have in Italy, all over Italy. So we wanted to establish a center dealing with um, food and wine production only. In other words, we have a manager, we have a, a credit office, a credit department, so we have 85 uh, branches and uh, 224 operational points. And then we have also managers who only deal with uh, the agribusiness uh, customers. So altogether we have 1,000 people for this sector. Our ambition is to be a reference point for the development of this sector, which is very important indeed in Italy. 11% of GDPs, but if we take into account restaurants, catering also, this value increases a lot. We want to offer uh, past products, past supply chain experts, but we also want to add the hearing and the consultation of our experts, because these points are more and more important for this sector. So this is our mission for the national market in order to boost this sector. We are an Italy-based bank, and we want to focus more and more in this sector. Right now, we have 80, 85,000 customers in our facility, but we want to work on several aspects. First of all, we provide credit brokerage and consultation too. But as for the first point, it is important to fill the gaps for information that companies need in order to have access to financing, sustainable financing too. So we focus on the company growth and also on our managers' skills to find the best financing plan considering cash flows. So it is a very developed financial culture. In addition to that, for Italy, branches are very important indeed. Not only branches for this sector, but also branches for specific companies and suppliers. We already started a project in 2017 named Programma Figuera. It covers more than 750,000, sorry, 750, 750 companies. Out of them, we have several companies dealing with one production. We have a manager of the sector which deal with several suppliers who are essential reference points to have additional industrial information to improve our customers' rating. So we are very satisfied with this project, and I think that this is a way for us to enhance our country features, in particular for agribusiness. Another point we want to focus on considering our skills and our history, Banca Commerciale, Intesa di Torino. These banks merged into Intesa San Paolo, but in the past they had uh, 
outstanding internationalization skills. So that's why we are present in 40 countries. And we want to offer these elements to our customers in order to boost export as well. So our bank wants to be side by side with companies that decided to export. We also work with universities, and this is a key point for the growth. Last but not least, considering our uh, experience as EMI Bank, we can also focus on dimension growth. So it is a, a complete package of uh, services to be put at the disposal of a sector which is essential for Italy. Now, I would like to share with you some uh, hints to think about Italian wine production sector. Since 1886, 1986, sorry, from the ethanol time on, this sector consolidated a lot in terms of quality and export capability despite the drop in volumes, as you can see from the slide. We shifted from 77,000 hectoliters to 50. Selling price increased remarkably, as you can see from this slide. This slide gives you a flavor of the evolution. Here we have sparkling wines and still wine, and the comparison is with France in the period between 2008-2018. As you can see, France developed a lot, 30% to 60%, while Italy did the same for the top range. So France recovered on the average range for not sparkling wines, while for sparkling wines, we increased in the low range where we have our significant wines and also in the average range. Not that much in the top range where France plays a key role. So France recovered on not sparkling wines for the average range and Italy did the same for sparkling wines in the average range. So we should think about this evolution. What about our strengths and weaknesses for this one analysis? As for exports, exports increase on the quality production. Um, diversity is uh, essential too in terms of vineyards, areas, and Italian wines exports territories and cultures too. So to my mind, these are the three key pillars so that Italy can be a special competitor. Opportunities include the increase of the international demand, new trend for young generation under 35 years of age, new selling challenges, channels as well, e-commerce. As for weaknesses, we have to mention the difficulty in communicating Italian diversity. As we have already said, here we have to develop our storytelling. 
then companies are scattered and it is difficult to set up a company network. As for threats, we have French competition because we are present on the same markets for the average rate, climate changes, genome innovation, Brexit and custom duties, and the increase of domestic production in some countries. These are the points we should work upon. Last but not least, I would like to show you, uh, I, I would like to go backwards with my slides, thank you. I would like to show you two more slides, which may be interesting. This one, the new distribution channel and its evolution, as you can see, final buyers are in the Horeca sector for 42.4%, and this sector has been hit by the recent events. As you can see, this sector has increased thanks to e-commerce as well. A part of the Oreca sector buys directly on GDO, and that is an important point we have to think about, and we have to do so among companies internally. In conclusion, I would like to share with you the following slide concerning the development criteria to our mind on which we can work. Without any doubt, we have managerial platforms for the warehouse, for the sector quality certification, data analysis, which is very important indeed for sales and marketing as well, um, sensor, robotics, all these issues should be better developed. As for marketing instead, uh, considering uh, you consumers' needs in terms of uh, comparison, uh, certification. So we have to work upon online tools, brand websites, multi-brand portals, and social networks. So these points have to be introduced and controlled. We are totally available with our tools in terms of uh, managers and products in order to follow companies through this transformation. We can also work on e-commerce channels. For example, we have a portal named Destinatio Gusto with 4,000 references points, and it is meant as a new selling channel, a new supermarket for our customers to sell directly. So many new items, a great innovation, a great attention. In our opinion, these are the key points to think about. We are totally available to talk to our customers and to find a solution on each single uh, basis. Now I give the floor to my colleague. And now I would like to give the floor to Leonardo Lucacci, who will tell us about funding as to the uh, wine and uh, vine uh, market. And so thank you very much. Uh, our brand is quite active as to the investments in the wine and vine, I mean, winemaking companies with a variety of products that are uh, under this name of agricultural enterprise. It's a sort of an agrarian credit 
that evolves in a variety of uh, uses according to the um, purposes of the companies themselves. So we start from the improvement of the real estate, and that is a banking product devoted to the construction of wine cellars, but also rural buildings, or for purchasing, I mean, land, agricultural land, and or vineyards, and it has a depreciation plan that can extend up to four, I mean, 30 years. And, uh, and so the other product that we have for the, I mean, vineyard and winemaking companies, it's this one. I mean, the, um, so this is for uh, planting new vineyards or remodifying old vineyards, and it lasts over seven years with a pre-depreciation. I mean, that uh, will, you know, in a way, accompany the growth of the plant up until it becomes productive. So it lasts seven years with four years of pre-depreciation and therefore or amortization with all guarantees. Um, and then the last one is for um, instrumental investments, like, for instance, buying bottling systems or, you know, uh, harvesting machines. That And this lasts seven years. And uh, for the, you know, it, it has two years of pre-amortization. And I'm done. And I give the floor to my colleague, Andrea Pagliai. So thank you very much, and thank you, Leonardo. Uh, what we would like to uh, introduce now is an innovative product that we launched a few months ago that is supporting and funding those uh, winemaking companies during the uh, seasoning and, uh, and, and the aging of all uh, wine products. Just think about all the... Uh, in the those products that are uh, regulated by strict uh, rules, uh, like the uh, denomination of guaranteed origin. And so we started in the summer 2020, and that allowed us to uh, actually have a rotational uh, commitment over um, food and agricultural products. This uh, change, this law changed um, because the law was approved years ago, and it was uh, mostly for, um, you know, I mean, pork products. And so we were already working on those markets. And as soon as the regulations allowed us, we decided to extend such a banking product to the winemaking companies that need help during this stage, because sometimes wine can age for years according to the denomination of guaranteed origin regulations. And... So what can we do with this type of uh, banking product? First of all, we can facilitate access to credit because this uh, product, that this banking product should, by its nature, should be immobilized in the wine cellar uh, during a production stage because, you know, the wine has to age before it can be sold. And so the idea is to generate liquidity for these companies during this time when their products cannot be sold. 
at the same time without indebting the company itself, because we know that for food and agricultural products, more particularly wine, um, we need to monitor its aging and so allowing the winemaker to still have the product in order to monitor that is a the wine is aging properly but at the same time the product can generate liquidity or cash during this stage and therefore allowing greater access or easier access to credit for the winemaking companies but also we believe that this product is very useful when it comes to the rotational uh, character of the product itself so we can replace very easily the product that has been given as a lien to the product itself and so the and so we need to quickly you know if the aging stage ended uh, and the product is uh, ready to be um, traded or sold with this kind of banking product, we can replace the product that is ready to be sold um, and then uh, and then replace it with another uh, type of wine um, that needs to be aged without slowing down the production company, I mean, the production activities of the company itself. And so let's see how we actually um, organize this system. First of all, we try to be less invasive as possible. I mean, less invasive as possible, because we know that the winemaking world is very controlled. The entire, the entire wine, uh, wine and winemaking uh, sector is very much controlled. But the world of the denomination of control, denomination of origins and, and other sectors are, you know, is used to be controlled by external uh, bodies. You see here the different control uh, organisms that are coordinated by the Italian Ministry of Agriculture. And you see, uh, you know, the different stages when uh, the vineyard is, uh, you know, is uh, planted, the, you know, the grapes are harvested and the wine is aged. And so you see, you know, the there are control bodies that intervene to make sure that the different rules of production of the, uh, the I mean, denomination of controlled origins are um, implemented. And so before or after the commercialization, they continue controlling the uh, compliance of the product with uh, the rules uh, for that wine type. And then you see in red, uh, the switch in red is where we are, where we can be of help. And so we do not, you know, say anything to winemakers during the earlier stages, but we can just help during uh, the winemaking and the aging uh, in line with the uh, other control bodies that are authorized by the Italian ministries. So we are uh, capable uh, of, uh, you know, supporting another control organism that is supporting the uh, the winemaker so or the consortium let's say if there is a if there is a winemaker that wants to pledge its wine production um, 
it's not going to be interacting with other control bodies, but we are going to uh, work, be working with us. And so what can we do? We can also minimize the intervention of the bank thanks to the telematic registry. So the wine lots, the barrels up to the bottles are uh, controlled on this uh, telematic registry. And as bank, we can constantly control um, when uh, the wine that has been pledged um, to the bank is still correctly preserved in the wine cellars of the uh, winemaker that offered that product as a pledge, as a guarantee for funding. So, uh, so we don't want to uh, disturb winemakers and we want to interact with the control organism and bodies that the winemakers are used to interface with anyway. So we try to minimize you know, our presence and, uh, and, and trying to be as helpful as possible to winemakers. At the same time, we, uh, you know, the other um, elements that allow us to have a rotational pledge on wine, usually our target is uh, companies that make, I mean, wines with quality assurance labels, and uh, therefore, uh, we can also have a rotational pledge even for table wines, for instance, wines that do not have to be aged, but our purpose is to support the company's liquidity. But in this case, when it comes to the quality uh, assurance labeled wine, that, you know, wines that have to be aged for at least 12 months, this is a, you know, area where we are most effective. So there are different conditions that have to be complied in order to access this product. One of them is the, first of all, that the company must have the wine in the company and, uh, and also the original idea is uh, uh, having as a pledge uh, even uh, products in bulk, wine that is not bottled yet, but it's being aged. So we need to make sure that the barrels are in located in the company. At that point, we are we actually get in touch with the control body that is going over the wine production company to make sure that the wine is truly there. So. Also, at the Chamber of Commerce, we actually have the prices of the bulk wine for the control, this denomination of origin uh, wine for that year. And so we make sure that is uh, the price of the wine is included in the Chamber of uh, Commerce price lists. Well, this is even better because, you know, there are transparent prices in the Chamber of Commerce of reference, and we can definitely uh, use it. But in case we don't find price lists, we are we have an agreement with the Protection Consortium, um, consortia, so that they can tell us the prices of the wine that the consumer is pledging, but also the year uh, of uh, the uh, control designation of uh, origin, and uh, and without disturbing the 
you know, the producer, the winemaker. Um, and so it's important to have a control organism that has an agreement with a bank, a control organism or body that is going to the um, uh, the winemaker's uh, premises uh, to check what the winemaker has in the wine cellar. And so in those cases where we are going to have one single control designation of origin, whose control organism hasn't signed agreements with us, we can send a third party that is recognized and acknowledged by the Italian ministry to certify the quantities of wine in the company in order to access the certificational pledge. Well, it's important to have insurance as well. And so the wine has to be insured um, um, with the company. And, uh, and so what we can ensure, you know, against is calamities that the company is already um, insured for. So as a minimum policy for, you know, atmospheric events, explosions, fire, but in any case, wine sellers are already, you know, wine companies are already insured against all these issues. And also, let's look quickly at other, um, at other, you know, the other aims and purposes that for which this uh, loan can be uh, given. We can support the wine aging. We can also consolidate further, I mean, additional and previous debts, banking debts. We can actually, you know, make the payment terms longer and also provide this rotational pledge. Also, when it comes to the wine in stock, uh, for instance, we can not only help for the consolidation of previous banking debts and uh, uh, aging wine, but and you know, with different duration, um, in we have usually it's one, it's 18 days plus one day, uh, whereas for the aging wine, it's up to six years, where we have a pre amortization stage where the customer is paying only the uh, interest rates uh, rather than reimbursing the capital and uh, at first and then this type of contract can last as long as the aging time of the wine so as long as the comp the wine is immobilized in the company and it's not generating any cash and so, uh, you know, we also, you know, and then uh, things change when the product, when the wine can be sold. Also, the credit line can also be used for restructuring previous banking, banking, bank loans uh, up to five years. And then last but not least, the only, the last thing that the counter value of the pledged wine for some policy controlled designation and quality assurance uh, wines, you know, label wine, um, can be uh, can be up to seventy percent of the pledged product. I would say that the, you know, this is a quick overview of the product, and um, we can customize um, the um, payment 
uh, with, uh, I don't know, monthly payments, fixed term payments, you know, everything can be discussed with the customer. Thank you. So thank you very much, Andrea, for your very clear presentation on uh, for this type of uh, loans that is very important for the wine and, uh, I mean, uh, the winemakers. And so we are here for any questions. This is, uh, we have a short Q&A. Please feel free to um, ask, and uh, and uh, also, uh, if there are no questions, I would like to leave the floor to Mr. Renzo Simonato. Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't hear the question. So I was asking uh, the panelists um, about how they are approaching the market of consortia and also how consortia are reacting uh, about uh, your products because, you know, consortia are putting together different winemakers. Thank you for your question. We are definitely approaching consortia. We started from the protection consortia that are present in areas uh, that are making, you know, vines, I mean, wines that have to be aged for a long time. And then we are expanding on the rest of the national territory as well. So at first, consortia were quite happy about our banking product because in some cases, um, thanks to the previous regulations, like in the dairy product, um, when they were offered this particular banking product, uh, were very happy about it. Well, even in the wine making sector, um, this was welcomed as well. The credit lines are in a way uh, modified as to standards other credit lines. So we are consolidating our presence on the Italian territory and we are bridging different gaps, in, especially in those areas where we did not sign agreements with the consortia. And we are quite, you know, surprised, I mean, pleasantly surprised by the intense cooperation because sometimes the Chamber of Commerce is not um, you know, I mean, publishing the prices, and therefore we found a great, you know, great, you know, great enthusiasm because they are helping us advertising our products with their members. You were also talking about the dairy product producers. So, can we can we use this banking product also for other sectors? Yes, it can. Um, the product is similar. Uh, the original regulations are slightly different. The laws regulating it are different, but also in the dairy product world, but also in the hand-making companies world, these are food uh, food products, I mean, that have to season. They can access uh, credit lines similar to the revolving uh, pledge that I mentioned earlier. We know that many food products have to age and or season, and uh, they have to reach a certain premium price especially wines 
that have to age the main control designation of origin require a certain length of uh, a certain uh, aging time but also the heavy making business requires aging so that is affecting that so thank you very much and i would like to give the floor to mr renzo simonato for a quick conclusion for wrapping up so thank you very much to everyone and our colleagues today we wanted to share with you three things first of all our new facility our new service uh, structure uh, three products also uh, a product that allows to be reimbursed over a long time especially for purchasing land but also the pledge the revolving pledge that this year you know wasn't used very much uh, because uh, basically there were you know different bank and uh, sorry state guarantees and companies um resorted to that but you know in the future people may have to uh, capitalize on what they have in stock and so these are banking tools that people should be familiar with that's why we wanted to share them with you but there are also types other types of loans loans that are known non-banking loans that or funding that is like the non-basket bonds for companies having said that um an important uh, step that we are developing is the internationalization in fact in the next four months we are going to actually organize uh, meetings for three different sectors the dairy products wine making pro i mean the sector and also cereal production sector for the us and china we have uh, uh, offices on site and we will have experts from those areas that will sp speak to Italian companies about how to approach those markets and there will also be some virtual B2B for the three supply chains and for these same countries and so that our companies can be advertised and be known to some local importers so we really want to help in you know enhancing our presence abroad as well so i would like to wrap it up by saying that the service model that we developed is mainly based on our people on our you know staff uh, intesa san paolo is based on its human resources that are growing in terms of uh, skills but also in terms of listening to what customers really need and therefore come up with the right advice for the right company. And so I believe that this is our main skill. It's our people that work for us and with us. So thank you very much and see you next. We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, tickets are on sale now. So for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net.
guys, I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.